The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. No doubt about it. Things are crazy right now. Just read a paper. On second thought, don't. You're listening to something rock solid. Something to depend on. Believe in. Expert information on gaming. Arts. And more. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Radio Network. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Twisted Tuesday has begun. We've got a full house here this evening on Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grade Radio Networks. We'll welcome our AM radio affiliates in a couple of moments. So we do have a full house. Steve Merrill's going to step up and in Pete Annapolis kicks it with us. Andrew McKinnis joins us. We're going to run the gauntlet. We're talking NBA basketball, college basketball, NHL hockey. Um, CONCACAF soccer, NFL football, maybe a little Olympic hockey and everything else in between and including tracking San Antonio and the Los Angeles Clippers. We could have had a much better night than we did if the Mexicans didn't score in like the 90th minute of this uh, 2-1 final Canada beats Mexico. And you know what? I tweeted out, if you guys recall, the night the night, I don't know, somebody can find a tweet for me. I tried to, I thought I saved it. Maybe I did. I thought I liked it at the time because I said, you know what? Save this one and you're going to pop it up. When Canada tied Mexico at Azteca 1-1 last month, I said Canada is going to beat Mexico in Edmonton. Book it. And, uh, well, they beat them. The only thing is, and I saw somebody and people are going crazy and all this type of stuff, and I get it. I'm enthusiastic. Um... But somebody said, you know, all that's missing is like Al Michaels. Do you believe in miracles? It's one of those deals. Canada winning today was no miracle. Canada were favorites. Canada were favorites in this match. So, you know, it wasn't like it was an upset or anything like that. They were actually favorites. Uh, it was the Kyle Laren show. And that's the beautiful thing. Um, if your team Canada, the fact, Alfonso Davies, as great as he is, I don't know, did he play tonight? What, was, was he on the pitch tonight? Right, and I say that like, damn, right? Canada's the real effing deal, man. Like seriously, they're the real deal. First place in the group. First place in the group. The only undefeated team in the group after eight matches. These guys are rolling. All right, and not just lucky goals. You see the skill goals, and and often people are like, well, Canada has Alfonso Davies, and it's Alfonso Davies. No, it's more than Alfonso Davies. David is a badass. He didn't even play. Uh, they put Laren in, right? So Laren plays. Lara, you go down the list, man. The goaltending is strong. The defense is strong. The aggression. And there's a lot to like about it. And let's just be real. Anybody that follows Canada soccer knows, and let, we, we were all here, when, when, when it was announced that the World Cup is going to be in, uh, in Canada, Mexico, and the United States uh, in 2026. And it was like, wow. Are they going to allow three teams in from each country automatically? Because that's the only way Canada is ever getting into a World Cup. Now it's gone from maybe Canada might get into the World Cup in 2026 because they're hosting it to, wow, what about uh, what about uh, Qatar? Is it Qatar, Qatar, whatever the hell it is? I don't care what it is. All I know is Canada's going, baby. And not only is Canada going, they're not a fun team to play against. They're not a fun team to play against. What a performance. 
A miracle on ice? No. Great performance? Yes. Go home, Mexico. You're drunk. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. It's the Twisted Tuesday. Uh, we'll talk college football. College football rankings uh, were once again released this evening, but there were no major changes. Um, let's let's let it play out on the field. We'll break down the games with Steve Merrill. We'll touch on the National Football League uh, as well. We've been talking about the the NFL MVP, and I think Dak Prescott is a strong play to win the Most Valuable Player. Let's just give the NBA MVP. Let's just give the trophy right now to Steph Curry. Uh, Steph Curry, thirty-seven points uh, tonight at. You know, I'm one of these rare radio hosts. I'll admit when I'm wrong because I never am. So it's so rare, I don't mind doing it. But, man, I was wrong about the Golden State Warriors. You know, coming into the year, the Warriors were like the fourth choice to win the championship. And I was like, why? Like, I, I, I didn't really see it. I get it. I'm a big Steph Curry fan. Uh, but, and even now, I look at the Golden State Warriors, I look at the schedule that they've played so far, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. They've beaten up on a, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, wow, they also just beat up on the Brooklyn Nets uh, tonight. Steph Curry goes off once again, 9-14 from behind the three-point line tonight, 37 points for Steph Curry. And I was thinking, and I guess, you know what, I'm a day late in the dark. Not as smart as I uh, think I am, because I'm. I'm like, man, I better take a look at Steph Curry to win the MVP, man. Right? Like, what? What are, what are the odds for Steph Curry to win the MVP? Well, Steph Curry to win the MVP right now, plus two fifty. Um, man, this early in the season, plus two fifty, and like, is there anyone even close to this? No. I mean, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the second choice at plus four eighty right now. Giannis. Uh, is plus 800, and oh yeah, we've got big news as far as Giannis is concerned. Evidently, he's already bored in Milwaukee. Um, there's an interview coming out with GQ Magazine. The quotes are, have been posted, and they're, they're up and running everywhere, in which um, Giannis basically says that uh, he's looking for a new challenge, and that he loves Milwaukee, but he's not sure. Two years from now, he's not sure. <laughs> and he says, I'm just being honest. A little bit of chaos. Pete Annapolis will join us. Steve Merrill kicks it with us as well. Andrew McKinnis talks box. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Network. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. So late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The Los Angeles Clippers uh, just went on a little bit of a run uh, right now. They're up 83-71 just like that. And you know what? It's amazing because it was a close basketball game and 
like a lot of bad basketball teams, they have bad last minutes and last two minutes of quarters. And that's just what happened to San Antonio right now. 83-71. I've got the Spurs plus nine and a half. I grabbed it in-game. Um, Steph Curry goes off for 37 points uh, tonight. Big win, impressive win uh, for Steph Curry. And I was thinking about the MVP, and it's plus 250 right now. It's plus 250. Kevin Durant is plus 480. Giannis is 8-1. to one. Luka Doncic is 10-1. to one. Nikola Jokic is 10-1. to one. And then uh, Joel Embiid is 19-1. to one. And speaking of Joel Embiid, no Embiid uh, tonight. And and uh, Philadelphia is getting absolutely murdered right now. It's like 116-85 to 85 late, late in a basketball game. And it's not often that I'm going to defend Ben Simmons. But... I see that Ben Simmons and um, and and Rich Paul, who's uh, been in the news a lot recently due to uh, him dating Adele, I see that um, they're talking about the Philadelphia 76ers are damaging Ben Simmons' mental health, <laughs> right? And listen, we all know that Ben Simmons, for lack of a better word, is a tool, all right? He's a tool bag, okay? He's got a lot of basketball tools, but he's a tool bag. All right? The guy is gutless. He's a horrible teammate. He doesn't care. Um, I, you know, we could go on. I mean, as I stated, I don't like Ben Simmons. I think that he is, like I said, I think he's a jerk-off. I think that he's overrated. I think that he's soft. I think that he doesn't care. And I think that I could beat him in a, in a game of horse. And I'll put my money on it. Right? I'll take my chances. Like, he's the only player in the NBA that I'll be like, like, I think Dwight Howard would beat me. Like, I'm not delusional or I'm better. No, Ben Simmons would kick my ass in a game of one-on-one. He'd post my ass up when I'd be in a lot of trouble. But when it comes to if we were just taking shots, you know what I mean? So I just want to set that all up. I think I could outshoot Ben Simmons uh, on the basketball court. And I think that I could uh, drink more shots than him in a bar as well. All right? He's a big, soft-ass tool wuss. With all that being stated, I also think he's lying about his mental health situation. And he's making a mockery of real mental health um, issues that people actually suffer from. Um, I think that it's a cowardly and stupid angle to take. But with all that being stated... So now, like, basically, Rich Paul, like, there's where reports are that Rich Paul's, like, talking to the NBA and saying the Sixers are whacked, right? The Sixers don't believe that he's mentally, you know, that he's got mental health issues, and he's actually going to see, like, doctors and stuff, and I don't know if he's making stuff up, because I don't think he's got mental health issues either, right? But with all that being stated, they are, like, this is on the Sixers now. And I bring this up right now only because the Sixers are getting their ass handed to them right now. And it's 120 to 85. And, you know, I hear people talk about how well Morey's been around and he's not going to get ripped off. Daryl Morey is delusional, all right? Daryl Morey is delusional. And did I miss something, too? Like, did I miss something? Like, you know, when people talk about, like, Daryl Morey, he's some, he's some sort of, like, some sort of genius or something. I don't know, man. Some sort of genius. The guy put together a train wreck in Houston. They put, they scored a million points. They never won anything. And, like, basically, you're never going to be able to trade Ben Simmons. All right? Let's just call it off for what it is. Unless you want to accept one player that's another underachieving stiff that's overpaid, then I don't know what the hell you're doing. Like, then when they said, well, this will, you know, this could take three, four years. We'll wait three, four years. Well, you'll have to wait three, four years. Because nobody's giving you three first-round draft picks and a bunch of NBA basketball players for Ben Simmons. And I tell you what, the longer this goes on, the less you're going to get for him. And when it's all said and done, he will have mental health problems. Like, you know, just like I said, I, it wasn't my plan, oh, I'm going to defend Ben Simmons tonight, but at some point in time, Philadelphia, give it up, bro. He doesn't want to play for you. Who cares? All right? He's like an annoying girlfriend that, like, sucks and does nothing for you, but she wants to leave. Go ahead. Leave. Like, that's the whole thing with Ben Simmons. Fine. Go. Like, I would basically trade Ben Simmons to, like, the Houston Rockets for two of their cheerleaders. Hot ones, though. Like, I, I, I'm dead serious. Like, you know, at this point, it's like, listen, 
give me give me a first round pick and two cheerleaders. And um, and I need a couple of popcorn, like George Costanza. You know, throw them in the trade. Some sort of fermented chicken beer or something like that. We'll trade. You know, you got traded for some. They, listen, Ben. We finally, you know, we we traded you for the mascot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we traded you for Benny the Bull. What, what, what would you get in return? Well, we got Benny the Bull. We got the rights to Benny the Bull. That's what we got out of this. Like, but honestly, like, if if you if you're asking, like, you want James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, and two first round picks and future this and that, then you really are like you're the one with mental health issues. Daryl Morey and Elton Brand, and it's on you. It's uh, and I get it. You can say, oh, you're digging in deep, and oh, Ben Simmons this, and oh, he doesn't, you know, whatever, whatever, dude. You're the one getting pasted by 35, right? Joel Embiid's always going to be hurt, so you better figure this out. What's up with Kyrie Irving, anyways? <laughs> Forgot about him. <laughs> this Kyrie Irving thing is the stupidest thing in the world. There's everyone. Look at look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is unvaxxed, got fined fourteen thousand dollars, and is li- living a prime time life right now. Right, and not only that is he doesn't even get tested for ninety days because he's got COVID. <laughs> so, and Aaron Rodgers like you know in State Farm commercials. Kyrie Irving somehow like yeah I don't like Kyrie only brought you brought this upon yourself bro Kyrie he's another one though like if you're the Nets like it's ridiculous like basically if you're Kyrie Irving as well accept the trade bro if you don't want to get vaccinated accept the trade and then don't be vaccinated go play somewhere else because you're screwing us over so all this to say is I guess Steph Curry is going to be the MVP of the NBA <laughs> he's plus plus two fifty. Man, I'm really about to snap, man. I jumped on the San Antonio Spurs in-game. I did like the Spurs tonight, and it's really baffling because the Clippers are not good. Like, I, I mean, the Clippers are not good, yet they're winning games. I don't know. It just sort of bothers me losing money to Luke Kennard. Like, there's something about it. It's just like it makes it worse. It's like, are you kidding me? I'm losing money to Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard. Oh, God. And 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 and, oh yeah, and Seton Hall beat Michigan tonight, which um, somewhat of a surprise. Somewhat, you know what? I'm not I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked that Seton Hall won that game. What I am shocked about is that BYU like murdered uh, the Ducks. That surprised me more. Michigan losing, you know? Hey, it is it is what it is. It's a wake up call. You know, to these teams. Sometimes teams need a wake-up call early in the season. You're not as good as you think you are. And Seton Hall are ballers, man. That was a big win for the Seton Hall Pirates. Michigan were eight-point uh, favorites. So that really was an upset. That, 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 that was an upset for real. So, yeah, Steve Merrill will, uh, will join us. We're getting some college football. We're going we're gonna to touch on everything tonight. NFL, NBA, college, college basketball, college football. Evidently, uh, Shashevsky's grandson got busted for drug driving, and uh, and uh, Bancherell, the top uh, prospect, was in the car. And this is pretty crazy. Like in 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 the state of North Carolina, you can get you get charged if you're driving with somebody that's drunk. You're charged with aiding and abetting drug driving, which I think I think. In theory, there's like there was goodwill intention there. But what the hell are you supposed to do? You're supposed to give all your buddies a breathalyzer test before you get in the car with him? How the hell am I supposed to know if he's drunk? Like if he's hammered, hammered, I get it. The late night anger match cross continues. Bring it! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. 
I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna. To keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Late-night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 159. But you already know that Sports Good Radio Network's the loudest station in the nation. A mightier 1090. We're throwing it down in San Diego. We're throwing it down in Los Angeles. We're throwing it down in Virginia as well. Steve Merrill, Wager Talk, steps up and in. Steve, always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? Hey, Gabe. Doing well. So, uh, Steve, uh, you join me every Tuesday, and I'm not going to uh, focus too much on the college uh, football rankings. <laughs> uh, but in one way, in one way that they really do matter, in my opinion, is the pressure that it puts on the the players and the kids that are on the teams. Uh, and specifically, I think of a team like the Ducks. All right, so you got Oregon, and they know. All right, we need to win out. Uh, from here on out, but if we win out, uh, we're in. Yet they have a pretty tough test uh, this week against the Utah Utes, uh, who've been playing good football. So you got Utah hosting the Ducks this week, Alabama and Arkansas. And there's been so much focus on that Auburn game and the Iron Bowl all the time. Arkansas is playing with house money this weekend, uh, Steve. Uh, you got Michigan and Maryland. Man, Michigan laying a lot of points on the road. That's kind of a tricky spot. And, and you got, you know, Michigan State and Ohio State. What a big weekend of college football we have. Yeah, I actually used uh, Michigan State as a free play at wagertalk.com last Saturday for everybody. It was the last game. I had five best bets. That was the last game that missed the cut. And, you know, the concern, obviously, was a little bit of a flat spot still for Michigan State. But I thought they maybe would get back on track. Um, actually, you know, Ohio State's another one that just missed the cut last week. I used that in my top 25 video. And we even talked about it here on the show Everybody I talked to last week, every show I did, the uh, comments on the video, my power ratings favored Ohio State by 29 over Purdue. They won by 28. Everybody liked Purdue in that game. And it was also a very public dog. So it's something we have to start paying attention to um, this time of year. And it's funny because I had Purdue the week before against Michigan State. You know, you got to pick your spots. But getting back to the rankings, it's amazing every year how it works itself out. You know, Gabe, you and I root for chaos. We want those eight or 12 teams to have a vibe for it because we want a playoff. But Oklahoma, Baylor, you know, they pulled the upset last week. As I mentioned, the week before Michigan State loses to Purdue, yeah. um, you know, it really does seem to work itself out every year. And you got to kind of wonder if the clock is ticking for Oregon for that same reason. I know. That's why exactly. Like, like so basically, if you're Cincinnati, you can see they don't really want to put Cincinnati in, Steve, right? Right. It's sort of by default. Okay, Oklahoma lost. All right. So there's a big 12s out of the way. Alabama losing again could open things up if Georgia beat them uh, in the SEC Conference Championship game. And that is if Alabama, uh, you know, doesn't lose along the way, uh, which is no guarantee. But you're right, Steve. It just does work itself out. And it's funny that you said that. That's why I opened up with the Ducks, actually, because that's the one where it's like, oh, boy, you guys like this. It almost feels like this is the last sort of hurdle for them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be easy going into Utah, bro, for, for Oregon. This is the last hurdle, I think, for these guys. Yeah, no question about it. And and to say they have a quality win would obviously be an understatement. They go to Ohio State early and win. And by the way, I think Ohio State, as I mentioned earlier, I, I really liked them last week against Purdue. I think they're playing really good football. I, I think by far the best three teams in the country are Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, probably in that order. Um, but it Do gets you, let me ask you, Steve. So let me ask you about about Alabama then. You Bama at some point in time. So is it your power rankings? What about the eyeball test? Dude, they're just they're not as dominant as they've been in the past, Steve. Can we acknowledge that at least with Bama? And I even have a future ticket on Bama. Earlier in this year, I was buying in, but I look at the big body of work, the loss to Texas AM. Uh, you saw it, Steve. That Sanford team. Not Stanford, everybody. Sanford. 
right? Um, you know, you, you have like D2 schools putting up 42 points on the Florida Gators in the first half. And I know each game is different week to week, Steve. Uh, LSU hung around. I'm not sure Alabama's the second best team in the country. Well, I, I don't think in years past they would have been. But but who else is there? Clemson is That's terrible this point. year. That's you know, a good that's point. That's a good point. It's thing. almost by because like, it's a great point, Steve. I don't think Michigan's actually. Are we? Are the Michigan Wolverines really like a top five team? Like wow! All right, this is a top five team in the country. I don't know. Like, and I'm a diehard Michigan fan, but like you said, well, I don't know. They're nine and one, and they got a great defense, so why not? Right? Like it's one of those deals. It's a great point, theorist. I think Steve. I buy in. I think Ohio State's right there, but. I'm going to say I think it's Georgia and everybody else right now. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, Georgia's at least four to six points better than anybody. Uh, I saw that, you know, some advanced lines are anywhere from four to six against Alabama. So assuming they're the second best team, Georgia's, yes, you know. Yes, I saw, yeah, four point you know, Maybe up to yeah. a touchdown favorite, you know. So that's that's the thing. This year, Alabama is probably the second best team, but they wouldn't have been in years past. Uh, they would have been a touchdown underdog to Alabama last year, probably, you know, to put it that way or more so. But they lost six picks in the top 24 of the NFL draft. They lost. It finally caught up to them, off. Merrill. Right. Finally caught up to them. Yeah, yeah, with that said, I they're still as good as anybody in the country except for one other team, probably. So, you know, it's like we're kind of like, you know, picking fine hairs here. They're still a very good team. They're just not as dominant as last year. I sort of look at them like the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was all over the Chiefs this past week, Steve, against the Raiders, in which it's like, all right, listen, the Chiefs aren't like this dominant juggernaut that it's like, oh, my God, we have no chance against them. But they're still not an easy team to play against, Steve. You know what I mean? Like, and I look at Bama in the same way. It's like, all right, like, yeah, Bama, they're not like this force. They could lose in the, in the playoffs. They could, you know, they could, you know, conceivably lose to anybody. But at the same point in time, they could also beat anybody. Like, for me, the whole Georgia thing, Stephen, I was, I was sort of slower to buy into the big picture of Georgia in which earlier in the year, it's like, okay, whatever. You're winning in a regular season here. And, you know, you always have one of the top recruiting classes in the country. You should be winning. And I was like, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter if you don't beat Alabama. But I, after watching the body of work of the Georgia Bulldogs, Dave, I say to myself, they will beat Alabama. Like, I think they can. They should be able to, right? Like, they're they're a better football team. To me, they're just more complete, Steve. That's the thing with Georgia. They're great defensively, and they're very damn good on offense, too. Yeah, no, they're the best team in college football. I've been saying it since late September, and the odds makers have caught up to them. You know, last week was one of the few times – that my power ratings actually did not favor Georgia. It made the line only 15. The line was 20 against Tennessee, but I wanted nothing to do with fading Georgia. Um, yeah. And I actually thought that was a dangerous spot. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was a dangerous spot for them, and they still ended up covering. So, I mean, you can't – they're the best team. And with that said, though, I don't think anybody wants to play Alabama, including Georgia, in the playoffs. You know, it does make you nervous still. You feel like Ohio State is – you know, they've got it done once, but you just don't want to play Bama – um, the way it's setting up now, though, you know, Georgia and Alabama likely will probably play in, in the SEC championship game, correct? So, I mean, we're going to probably get that preview before we even get it to the playoffs. If, yeah, you know, that's an, you know, that's sort of assuming they beat Arkansas and Auburn, which, you know, they, they probably will. But I think Georgia beats them, and then that's going to eliminate Alabama. Probably. You, know, you, you cannot put Alabama in with two losses. No, no one's ever made the playoffs with two losses. And it's rubbed people the wrong way. I think Bama got in once, Steve, without winning the conference once. And that sort of rubbed people the wrong way. Like, that's that's my deal with Bama. They do, they have some, like, like you know what I mean, Steve? Like, past years shouldn't count, right? But it does. Like, there's, you know what I mean? It's so sort of convoluted in how, how they do this. So let me ask you, people will kind of raise their eyebrows. Like you said, and I was one of the public mark losers at, like, Purdue last week against Ohio State. So this week, people sort of had the same reaction. Oh, my God, 18 and a half points with, with Sparty, with Michigan State, who are still in this thing as well. And now it's up to 19 and a half. It's actually been bet up, Steve. Yeah, and I mean, of course, you know, Purdue beat Michigan State the week before. I liked Purdue in that game, did not like them against Ohio State. So I guess by the transitive property, I got to go with Ohio State again. But, um, yeah, I just thought last week was a good setup. Um I do feel like Michigan State may be a little underrated. As I said, I did use them as a free play in wagertalk.com against Maryland. I thought it was a good bounce back. Uh, I'm not looking to fade Ohio State, though. I will say this, though. Ohio State gave up 31 last week. They'd held five of their previous six opponents to 17 or less. And the defense has always been my concern with Ohio State going back to last season. Um, they gave up a ton of passing yards. That, of course, is what Purdue does well. Uh, Michigan State also throws the ball very well, and they run the ball better than Purdue. So I think this is a more dangerous matchup. Exactly. I think – I think – the thing with Ohio State is if you play smash mouth football with them, 
right? You need to play smash mouth football on offense and just, you know, dial in and and buckle up uh, on defense to deal with these guys. There's sort of a common, I don't know, there's sort of a perception, oh, you know, Michigan State have played these guys tough before, but not really, Steve. It was a while ago. We, we all remember that 17-16 game. And just because we're, you know, we all gamble and we all have great memories for this stuff. That was in 2016. Ohio State have blasted them, Steve. 48-3 in 2017. Uh, 26-6 in 2018. 2019, 34-10, uh, Ohio State. Uh, 2020, last year, Ohio State 52. Michigan State 12. So it has been a bad matchup for them, but it's all up to Kenneth Walker here, Steve, right? Kenneth, Kenneth, you know, if, if Kenneth Walker has a big game and he can chew the clock up, he can give Sparty a puncher's chance in this game. Yeah, and let's not forget also that Ohio State has Michigan on deck next week, next Saturday, you know, so there is a possible look ahead there. And the Purdue game was probably big for him. Everybody thought Purdue was a live dog, and I'm sure Ohio State felt the same way. So you could make a case this is a little bit of a sandwich spot, even though it's a top 10 opponent. They could be a little flat here. And, and it does concern me. They also gave up 24 to Penn State, you know, so they have given up 24 or more in two of the last three. Uh, most of the good teams they've played have scored this year. I still think Ohio State's defense is questionable. That's why I have Georgia and Alabama ahead of them. Steve, one of the teams that uh, was much better this year than I thought they were going to be, and uh, Pittman's done a hell of a job, uh, but it's Arkansas. Uh, you know, Arkansas have gone over their win total. Their win total was five and a half, actually, guys. So they're seven and three right now. They're getting three touchdowns. You talk about look-aheads. And I don't think these teams, when you're that big, they're really looking ahead, but it, it is true. Ohio State, I mean, they got a damn clock and a countdown clock for the Michigan game right in, in the room. And Alabama's got Auburn coming up next. What about Arkansas, though, Steve? Arkansas is playing with house money here, getting three touchdowns. What's your opinion there? I like Arkansas. They've been a play-on team for me most of the season. My power ratings favor them in most games. I liked them last week against LSU. Uh, I gave that out during the week on Wager Talk today at minus two and a half. It did close three. It landed on that key number. Uh, but that's the only way I would have played it last week is Arkansas. I think they are an underrated team still, Gabe. You look at what they do. They're very balanced. 200 yards passing and rushing yes, over sir. five yards yep. of carry. Balanced attacks is what you need to beat good teams like Alabama. And then more so, they have plenty of debt backdoor cover potential. They average over six yards to play, 31 points a game. And by the way, Michigan State backdoor cover potential as well. Uh, Purdue was a much more one-dimensional team than either Arkansas or Michigan State. So I think you can make a case both big dogs could keep it close. Let's talk NFL on the other side with Steve Merrill. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. We're kicking at Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, prosportsinfo.com. So listen, Steve, man, time always flies by, and Steve will join us later in the week on the TV show. 
Um, so let we'll talk more college football later in the week. I want to get into the National Football League with you. And I and I'll willingly admit, Steve. The more the season goes on, I feel like the less I know, like as far as the <laughs> NFL, right? Like I opened up the season. I was doing very well. Now I'm really into like hope mode, Steve. You know what I mean? I placed the bet. I'm sort of like, I don't know. I hope they show up. I'm not really sure. Dude, San Francisco uh, tormented me, Steve. I believed in the Niners all year. I picked the Packers and the Niners to, to win the NFC, not the Bucks, not the Rams. I said the Niners and the Packers to me are the two going to be the two best teams in the NFC this year. Well, I was right about one of them and the Packers. And Steve, I bet against the Niners um, um, on on Monday with the Rams after like losing with them consistently and thinking, oh no, this is the week they show up. This is the week they show up at home. They never do. Um, yet I'm not alone, Steve. I mean, the fact the fact that look, underdogs went ten and four again. And it's over 58.5%, Steve, underdogs on the season. Nearly 59% underdogs on the season. It's a whacked out year in the NFL this year. Yeah, and there's been like a lot of road favorites, at least from my you know perception. It seems like we've had a lot of road favorites. We've obviously had a lot of big favorites. Uh, for the most part, the big favorites have been doing pretty well until recent weeks. Um, I'll tell you what is heating up, though, Gabe, is my Fade the Public video at wagertalk.com. Went 3-0 this past week. Um, I actually disagreed with one of those. I like the Rams as well Monday night. But that was actually the most public side of the week. I guess that should have been more of a red flag to me. Uh, last week it won as well. In fact, it's three straight winning weeks. It really seems to do well in November and December. Uh, so that is something we'll be keeping an eye on. A little early in the week, obviously. But when we talk Friday on the TV show, we can dig into the uh, consensus plays a little bit more as I'll have it ready. Um, but hard to imagine that uh, the Tennessee Titans probably won't be the most public, if not one of the most public yes. plays this week. against. Yes. You. I mean, Gabe, you know, and gonna, how do we not take the Houston Texans? Yeah, well, and because I thought the line was going to be like 14 and a half or 15, and it's 10, 10 and a half. half. I mean, no. it's just, why would so what's anybody up with that? Is that built in that the odds makers are like, are, are fair, are putting up a beware of dog sign? Like, Steve, you know what I mean? Like, it's bizarre, isn't it? And, and another, another theme is too, you figure, yeah, okay, man, the underdogs. Like a great example is the Manning curse, okay? So you go on the Manning show, you lose the game. Six players have gone on. All six players have lost the next game that they played, Steve. Josh Allen went on before the Jacksonville game. And I knew I knew that it was 0 for 5. You know what I mean? And I sort of kidded, and I even I tweeted Josh Allen, don't go on the show, Josh, right? I'm a Bills fan, and ha, 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 ha. But I actually said... Well, maybe they won't cover, but they're not going to lose to Jacksonville because of the Manning or anything. And then they lose. Then they lose. Right? And it was funny. Phil Mickelson went on last night, uh, Steve. So they got a golfer on this time. And Peyton Manning says to Phil, he goes, you know, Phil, can you tell everybody about, like, that how this curse isn't real, that people out there are talking about, uh, you know, that people, players are cursed that they come on this show? And Phil Mickelson, dead pants. He goes, no, I believe the curse is real. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, I'm not playing this week. He goes, that's why I came on the show. He goes, I'm not playing in the tournament this week. <laughs> so he said, point blank. And he goes, no, I'm serious. He goes, I think the curse is real. And he goes, uh, you guys should have start having players on like uh, the week before their bye week. That's what Mickelson told him. And I thought it was funny because, you know, Phil Mickelson bets on football, Steve. That's why I was laughing so hard. Oh, no, yeah, he, he, he's definitely, I mean, most of those golfers, as you know, are betters, but Mickelson more so than others from what we've heard over the years. And um, I look at it differently. Like, you can call it a curse, but I do think there's some logic behind that. I mean, first of all, they're often maybe having guys on that are hot or overachieving that are due for a correction. And it goes back to what we were talking about. Man, also. I agree with you, Steve. You're yeah. feeling fat and happy Monday right. night. You're just sort of kicking back at home, laughing it up with the Mannings. You know what I mean? I thought the same thing, Steve. I'm like, you shouldn't do that. People are like, oh, they're just going on a show. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I mean, it just leads to losing. <laughs> well, it also, um, I mean, also probably disrupts their routine. Those guys probably go to bed pretty early normally on weeknights and get up early and go into, you know, the, to the, I know Brady goes to bed like at uh, 8. You know what it is? It's Tuesdays are the off day, Steve. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to say it, but that's why they, the rugs incident happened on a Monday night. Well, here's like, the other thing I was that's thinking That's the about. night that players will go out and do things in the NFL. They do not work on Tuesdays. That makes sense, then. Here's the thing I was saying about with the top 25 that we're talking about the uh, playoff rankings. There's another reason why I said how it always works itself out. It's not a coincidence that it happens because maybe the teams are playing tight. But there's also, if you think about it, like look at Iowa, Michigan State. We all knew they weren't top four teams, right? Yeah. So they're almost overachieving to get to that level. So there again, there's almost like a correction is due for a lot of those teams. I think, you know. Oregon kind of falls into that category. The difference with Cincinnati is they just don't play a tough enough schedule, although they do play SMU, a team that could beat them this week. That's only an 11-and-a-half-point line. 
So I think there's a little bit of logic. You know, you can call it a curse, but I think it makes sense. But but quickly on Houston, yeah, it's just a great, great setup. They're coming off the bye week. They've been god-awful. Teams on extended losing streaks have been like 60% on the blind coming off their yeah, bye week. Yeah. And um, it's priced in, though. I mean, 10.5 looks very low to me for what it should be. <laughs> You're right. So let me ask you about the first game up on, on Thursday. And the theme is two guys this year. It's like, yeah, man, every week the underdogs have covered, but it's like, no, not in this game, though. No, it can't happen with this one. Can't happen with this one. And I almost get the feeling, Steve, similar situation, buddy, here with with the Patriots and the Falcons, man. Right? Patriots are rolling. They beat them in the Super Bowl. Um, And and you look at Atlanta. Atlanta got absolutely embarrassed, uh, 43-3, to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this, this number was... This number was a little lighter. I mean, I saw five and a half uh, earlier in the week, Steve. It's up to seven right now at FanDuel. And clearly, this is just like the, you know, jump pile on here. All the Falcons just lost. To me, this feels like a trap as well, Steve. The look ahead line a week ago before the team's play was going to be four. So that's how wow. much it's been adjusted just from the results last Sunday. It went from four to seven. So that tells you all you need to know. And, and in the Fade the Public video that I do every week at wagertalk.com, it, the reason it does so well in November and December when 31 and seven last year, when I started it down the stretch is because of line value. And there was a lot of games last year and the team won, but failed to get cover. Kansas city was a textbook example of that last year. They kept winning, but not covering one of the plays on Sunday. That one was fading Tennessee. The line was three. They won by two. So, you know, here again, uh, new England's going to be a public play, but instead of lane four, you're lane seven. Now a very key number. Uh, no value at all uh, with the new England Patriots and the Falcons. I like betting teams coming off an embarrassing effort as well. Uh, generally. So speaking of San Francisco, what do you make of them laying six and a half on the road? The Jaguars have showed life covering numbers. Steve, what a three and one ATS last four. So the most public played against side, as I mentioned this past week was the Rams playing against San Francisco. Okay. So you can make an argument that San Francisco is the least public play of the week right now. It's looking like it might be the second most public play this week. That's just how fickle and short-term memory. From week uh, the to public week, is. Steve, that's amazing. Isn't it? It is. And, and look at the look at on this game. The look at on this one is going to be five and a half. Um, now it's six and a half, you know, so once again, not a huge difference, but it's still a point over a key number. What do you make? I find it interesting, actually. And listen, we do we do a line check on Sunday night, Steve, as soon as the numbers come out, our first, you know, our first crack at them live on the air. And I tell people which way I think they're going to go. Carolina was like two, two and a half on Sunday. And I said, really? I said, this number is going to go up with with like the, the hype and McCaffrey's back and Cam Newton this. But I find it interesting I don't know. Cam Newton starting at quarterback, Steve. I'm not sure that's a good thing. Like, I think they have a good thing going. I would roll out P.J. Walker again and just sort of roll Cam in in certain situations, but they didn't sign him to do that. And now you got a quarterback. I mean, Steve, I mean, it's one thing to score a touchdown. It's another thing to throw a two-yard pass or whatever, bro. It's another thing to run the offense. And when you've just taken over midseason like this, and the numbers going up, as I expected, people are buying into the hype here with the Carolina Panthers. They're laying three and a half now against Washington. Yeah, the three public plays last week, as I mentioned, the Rams Monday night, the two most public Sunday plays were Tennessee, as I just said. The other one was Tampa Bay. So the uh, the public got crushed on that one with the uh, the Washington team football team. Whatever winning reason, outright. the Washington football team plays well against Tampa. We saw it in the playoffs last year too, huh? And and what was interesting about that two game is that the look ahead line was seven and a half for the Washington Tampa game. It went to nine and a half last year. They lost by eight in the playoffs. <laughs> so it was interesting. That it was right over that number, and they played a very similar again. Um, yeah, I think the uh, Cam Newton effect was more last week, right? Now, now the teams have a you know a week to prepare for them. The uh, emotional rush, if anything, that could be a little bit of a hangover. That was a big win for Carolina. They were celebrating it, you know. Um, yeah, this is a dangerous spot. And the look-ahead line last week before both teams pulled upsets was going to be two. Now it's three and a half. Yeah, Carolina had a big win, but Washington beat the defending Super Bowl champs outright. So the line went from two to three and a half when both teams played equally well. Big-time football game, Steve. Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. Big time stuff, and I was all over the Chiefs. I liked the Chiefs uh, on on Sunday night against the Raiders. I thought it was an opportunity uh, to buy low uh, with with Kansas City, and I think we're still in a similar situation here, Steve, with an opportunity to buy low. Like I said, how many times are you going to get Mahomes at minus two, two and a half? And here we are. They're laying two and a half. I thought this number might go up throughout the week, but as of right now, sitting at two and a half, Steve, total 56. Dallas Cowboys at Kansas City Chiefs, 425 Eastern start. 
Yeah, this one's interesting because the look ahead line was two and a half. And after Kansas City dominated Sunday night, a lot of books went down to one and a half. And now it's back up to two and a half. But like you said, it hasn't hit that key number of three. It's teetered back and forth between one and a half and two and a half. Um, hard to know what to make of the Chiefs. You know, their defense is still suspect, obviously. Uh, Dallas has been very good offensively when healthy. Uh, 55 and a half looks like a pretty low total. I think the Chiefs defense is tightened up, Steve. Maybe. Well, we're going to find out. We'll find out here against against the real offense uh, in, in the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, Dallas of uh, Dallas have covered every football game with the exception of one uh, so far this year. But now it gets real, right? Now, now it gets real. Another interesting game. We'll speak before the the Giants and the Buccaneers. So you talked about Tampa. Tampa are laying double digits. If there's one thing we do know about the New York Football Giants guys is that they cover they cover numbers on the road. All right, like they, they're a dominant road team, ATS. And we also know, for whatever bizarre world uh, reason, the New York Giants are the one team that Brady hates playing against, right? And he's even admitted it. Like, yeah, I've seen an interview, he's done interviews, team he likes to play against, team he hates. And he point blank said, I hate the Giants. Like, the Giants, Steve, two Super Bowls. They ruined their perfect season. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's got a lot of bad association uh, with the New York Giants. And the Giants do cover on the road. It's interesting getting double digits there. You know Tampa's going to be a big public uh, pick there, too. Yeah, maybe, maybe not, though, Gabe, because the uh, public lost with them last week. And like we said, it's amazing how quick they jumped ship, you know. So I'm seeing pretty balanced action on this. This is not going to probably make my top three or four most public. I'm not. In fact, some spots right now are showing a little bit of love for the Giants. And uh, the look-ahead line was 12-and-a-half. It's now 11. So it has been bet down. And uh, Tampa coming off that loss, um, hard to bet against them off a loss in this spot. I, I actually think Tampa might not be as public as you would think Monday night. And you know what? Maybe the public is actually smarter than we give them credit for, and they realize, actually, that the Giants do cover on the road. Before we get you out of here, Steve, uh, the Packers, an incredible point spread run that they're on right now, kind of flying under the radar, nine straight covers. It's, it's amazing that um, – it's one of the longest covering runs in the National Football League. It's like the third longest run, Steve, in the Super Bowl era. Hard to believe, but it's true. Yeah, like th third longest um, point spread run covering consecutive weeks in a row, nine nine in a row. Yeah, and of course, the reason is because they lost outright 38-3 as a three-point favorite in week one, right? So everyone writes them off after that meaningless week one in which Rodgers hadn't taken a snap yet all season, and they've covered every game since. They just have been undervalued really ever since that Saints loss. There's been a lot of teams that have been written off, right? <laughs> like that's, and it's you guys, we're not even in December yet. We can't be, uh, don't be uh, writing any checks. Don't be that uh, guy. Yet. Yeah, don't, as Steve said, don't be that guy. As Teddy says, why'd you bet that? And I, I feel that. I feel I can hear Teddy asking me that right now. Why'd you bet that? Why'd you bet that? Don't be that guy. Steve Merrill is that guy. Wagertalk.com. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Steve. We'll catch up with you later in the week. Thanks, Gabe. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.
Yeah, it's a three-minute warning, level one. Thanks to Steve Merrill for joining us. It's the late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. Uh, we got a full house still. Andrew McKinnis will join us at level two. Pete Annapolis will talk NBA basketball. Uh, we'll talk about Giannis. Uh, Giannis talking about potentially leaving Milwaukee. And he says, no, not now, but maybe in a couple of years, which kind of sets the uh, the stage uh, for an interesting couple of years, uh, doesn't it? DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan just absolutely killed it against the Clippers and the Lakers. And uh, DeMar, uh, DeMar uh, did an interview with Yahoo Sports in which he talked about how he was very close to signing with the Los Angeles Lakers uh, in this offseason. We'll get into all this with Pete Annapolis a little bit later on. Thanks to Steve Merrill uh, joining us. NFL football. Uh, we got the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night uh, football. Uh, Patriots have been on a roll uh, as of late. They're getting better on a weekly basis. Four straight wins and uh, covers. They've actually been an over uh, team as well. Atlanta haven't won at home yet this year. All right, Atlanta haven't won. It's one of those weird deals where there's, you see that a lot this year in the National Football League, where teams ha- you know they can't win at home. Uh, they're zero and three at home. I think they played one of the games in London, right? That's why they only have three games. Uh, on the board uh, here. So they got absolutely destroyed 43-3. And the number's probably going to go up. I think if you like the New England Patriots, you should probably bet it now. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, you know what, I want to take the Atlanta Falcons here. You know, after people always remember what they saw last in the National Football League. But, man, this game's got trap written all over it to me. It really does. Uh, you look, you look at the, You look at the... You look at the way the NFL has played out this year. That's, you know, to me, this game has trap written all over it. I think there should be points. As we talk about, the Patriot offense is starting to come alive. These guys have hung uh, 25 or more on the board in like uh, 24 or more on the board. Six straight football games. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Great. 